This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome. Welcome, my children of the night, to Bosom Bloodies. <laughs> What's the most elaborate piece of Halloween-related technology that you have, if you have any? Oh, technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably we have Mr. Pumpkinhead, who is like a (laughs) blow-up. We have a blow-up Halloween person. Um, Like like an outdoor, like a lawn decoration? Yeah, that you put out in your yard. And I actually got him when Sam and I had been married for, I think, one or two years. I came home and he had decorated... Because we got married in October and he had decorated our patio and there was this giant pumpkin man and said, happy anniversary, scary. <laughs> um, and, and this was kind of before people had started doing blow ups all the time. Yeah. Um, so he was like a very gaudy, you know, funny thing. And now he's kind of like the smallest blow up on the block. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not that impressive, but he's, uh, he's special to me. Happy anniversary, scary. I love that though. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you got another anniversary coming up then, right? Yeah, 10 years. Oh, a, oh, a big one. Nice. I know. Holy crap. 10, Ten years, years married. I know. It's so weird. I was a child bride. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means I've known you guys for 10 years because I, I met you right before you got married. Yeah, that's right. And I, we were together six years before that. So 16 years together this year. I, um, I, I'm i sure I've told you this story before, but so uh, I met you guys as part of the improv troupe. Mm hmm. But did not know that you were a couple. Oh. And so this is like right before we joined right before you guys got married. And then so we come to rehearsal one day and the entire cast had been to your wedding, I think, the weekend before or something. Right. 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 So, so they're like, um, uh, Sam and Glennis aren't here for rehearsal today because they got married this weekend. <laughs> and Lisa, who was also brand new and also just met you and apparently also didn't know you were a couple, goes to each other. <laughs> and i'm like i'm sorting it out to myself but she was just like what (laughs) what are you guys doing this trip what kind of cult is this (laughs) (laughs) they're like this rehearsal will be choosing a life partner (laughs) that's so funny i still remember your audition so clearly you're yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, I got the gig, so. Yeah. Oh, shit. that means it's my 10-year anniversary with Improv Charlotte, too. How about That's right. That? Oh, my gosh. I like how that that's that like is more startling to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 10 years <laughs> <What>? of improv. <laughs> You've been doing the improv for 10 years. You should be better. Uh, <laughs> I still You're remember you. Good. Yeah, I still remember your audition like it was yesterday because you haven't progressed at all. <laughs> No, no, uh, I just, you stood out in that audition for sure. Well, I will say, answer, uh, not talking about improv anymore. You're, this is not the improv cast, <laughs> the improv history podcast. Mm-hmm. I have a um, a light up. It's a, a woman, I guess, and but it's a skeleton and it's really creepy, hangs in a tree and like her eyes light up. And she made a noise at one point, but she doesn't make the noise anymore. And I've had for many years. And my wife hates it. Hates it. Oh. With a passion. 
and has asked me multiple times to get rid of it. And I've agreed several times to get rid of it. And I meant it, some of them. And but I still, <laughs> every time it uh, comes to it, I just can't do it. And so it is literally right now and has been for a couple months. So this is not because it's October. It is sitting in my garage on a, uh, a broken down Vespa. Sitting there, kind of slumped <laughs> over the handlebars. Does she have a name? No, we just call her the witch. Uh, the witch. Yeah, and my wife calls it that thing. Get that thing out of here. <laughs> but once it once I realized it started bothering her, I started leaving it around the house in different places. <laughs> nice, nice. Tells you the kind of husband I am. <laughs> Sorry, this is the podcast, the How to Halloween podcast, buddy. Bosom bloodies. Bosom bloodies. Bosom bloodies. <laughs> The soon-to-be renamed podcast. <laughs> I I did want Bloody Buddies, but it's already a podcast. Oh, we should check them out. Matter of fact, I looked up the name to make sure that it was, was still good. Bosom Bloodies is already a couple things when you Google it. There's okay. an, an Instagram account, but it's um an Instagram that's in search of the best Bloody Mary in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and they have 50 followers, so we're good there. <laughs> we can take them. Yeah. It is also in Urban Dictionary, Bosom Bloodies, uh-huh. uh, but it means two women that connect on levels deeper than emotional, physical, or spiritual. Uh, hmm. the, the lady equivalent of a bromance. So I'm going to say that's, uh, you know, it's, we're not two ladies, but uh, that's... Getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. And it is also, and I encourage everybody not to Google this, but uh, on John Hopkins, uh, it's, 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 it has to do with nipple discharge. I'll leave it at that. But bosom is a bosom and bloodies and. So did that. Gotcha. Understood. Um, oh, and finally, oh, this was the part that it was a little bit, you know, maybe we're trademark infringing, but a webcomic by McGinty Studios, but it's like this cartoon of Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, like sledding and doing fun buddy things together. Oh, okay. That's, I like that concept. <laughs> That's right. I liked them all except for the nipple discharge. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. Well, you know, I was going to say it's hard to find a fan of that, but in, <laughs> in the wide world of 2022, I'm sure we can. We could find someone. Uh, <laughs> well, I am Kale with Bosom Bloodies. I am Glennis. And today we're talking about, uh, we're doing some movie reviews yeah. for some uh, 80s movies that were, we that came up in one of our previous episodes and we assigned each other uh, as homework. So we will be reviewing today from 1989, Teen Witch, mm-hmm. and from 1990, Gremlins 2. Oh, I said 80s, but one of them was the 90s film. Yeah, but it was probably like recorded and written in the 80s, at the very end of the 80s. <laughs> Ready, fight! Ready, fight! Ready, fight! Ready, yeah, fight! Yeah, so um, which one do you want to start with? Um, We can start, let's start with Gremlins 2, since you were so adamant for me to watch it last time. Because oh, I had seen... I, I don't know that I was adamant. <laughs> We'll have to go back and listen to it. I might be projecting on you. <clears throat> I was at, <laughs> I was, I did a lot of gasping in that episode. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Gremlins too, because I had seen the first one, which is, as you said, squarely a horror film, um, but not seen the second. And it was just, <laughs> it was a ride. It was a ride. It's, <laughs> it's, um, well, let's go over the details. It was uh, it's from 1990, June 1990. Mm-hmm. It was a follow up to Gremlins, which was uh, from 1984, so full six years earlier. Directed by Joe Dante, the original uh, director of Gremlins, and 
it was not written by Christopher Columbus, uh, which who wrote Gremlins and went on to uh, do, you know, lots of great big Hollywood movies. Let's see. Its budget was 59, 50 million and the domestic box office was 41.5 million. Oh, <laughs> I believe I believe that budget. At one point, I was like, how many puppets do you think they made? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The quality of the puppets. I just like to even like thinking about being in a room with all of those puppets just like freaked me <laughs> out like like that might have been well, the scariest part <laughs> so gremlins kicked off like a wave of scary critters right including mm-hmm. the movie critters uh the movie ghoulies but all those other movies the puppets look like freaking puppets right in right Gremlins 2, I was just amazed at uh, how great they all looked. The 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 design of them, uh, the like like just the character design, but then also just how they move and that part of the design. I know, very intricate. And Sam, when the spider gremlin showed up, <laughs> Sam had like a visceral reaction because he had apparently seen the movie when he was way too young to have seen the movie. He was like, <laughs> oh no, the spider gremlin like, got upset. And it's the sort of thing where if you were a young child, it was probably terrifying because they are very realistic um but yeah it was it was a trip <laughs> it was a trip like the you know it's interesting because it starts with the daffy and bugs little vignette right and it's like that i definitely think sets the tone of the movie it's kind of like a live action cartoon right yeah um even like we were watching and at one point one of the gremlins is interviewing somebody on tv and just like shoots another gremlin which i was like oh my god <laughs> again i don't know if that's because it was a different world but that's kind of directly lifted from cartoons right where shooting and violence like that is just part of the the language like the physical comedy that's what we aspire to we want to be civilized i mean you take a look at this fellow here (laughs) now was that civilized no clearly not fun but in no sense civilized so the plot is and I'll, i'll use the term plot loosely (laughs) <laughs> um the the plot in uh, gremlins is a, a fellow gets a mogwai a, a small creature and brings it home and there's these three rules that all gremlins have is uh, you can't get them wet uh, you can't feed them after midnight and uh, avoid bright lights. I, I said this in the wrong order, but that's the, the yeah. three rules. And they the the cute little cuddly mogwai uh, gizmo multiplies and uh, becomes these creatures that uh, named after gremlins that um, uh, like from world war ii uh, anytime there was a mechanical problem they said it was gremlins in the engine the gremlins so they oh, mess up mechanical okay. stuff and kill people gremlins too the new batch <laughs> um <laughs> the the main character oh i should uh we should talk about who the cast was um uh, I'll, I'll do the plot then we'll go back to cast the <laughs> uh billy is now working the, the kid from the first movie in a big city new york uh building that's completely automated and yeah it's like a building of the future yeah so the um the magic of <laughs> the magic of convenient uh filmmaking uh the mogwai comes to that uh building and uh ends up in a dna testing lab and <laughs> the gremlins run loose in the building uh which is the, the very loose plot yes <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's just run down the list. So Zach Galligan, uh, who was played Billy Petzer, he was in the first film. Yep, he's back. 
and I don't know, uh, not much else. Phoebe Cates uh, is also back. Yeah. And I mentioned this before, but I just, I remember I loved it when I saw it. I've loved it every time. So in the first film, she tells a horrible, horrible story about, uh, from her childhood, about her dad getting dressed up as Santa Claus and then getting stuck in the chimney and they didn't find him for like several days later. And mm-hmm. it's just like, in a in a horror movie, it's another level of just like, oh my gosh, this is so yeah. dark. Psychological um, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then in this film, she starts to, uh, somebody mentions Abraham Lincoln and she says, oh my gosh, don't mention Abraham Lincoln. All right, day, President's was, Day. <laughs> yeah, it's a little girl on President's Day, a man in a trench coat and a top hat. And then and then Billy cuts her off and like, hey, we don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Such a great, yeah. like, uh, nod. Um, John Glover played Daniel Clamp. Who do you think Daniel Clamp was based on, if you had to guess? <sighs> I don't like saying his name, but a former okay. president. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Somebody else who might have a tower in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I haven't read that that's intentional, but as I rewatched it, I was like, oh, clearly this was back in the nineties, making fun of a guy who's got his name on all the buildings. Um, yeah. And then, uh, just a couple others that are worth mentioning. Uh, Getty Watanabe, uh, played Mr. Katsuji. Yes. The tourist. Uh, do you know what film he's from and what he's famous for? Yes. He's Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. 16 Candles, yeah. Which I like, he like appeared on screen with a camera and I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> like more stereotypes. But then when I realized they weren't making him do like an accent or anything, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's also in the film UHF, the uh, Weird Al uh, film. And uh, it plays a somewhat nuanced character. He's a martial arts expert, but he's still somewhat nuanced. So I was right. glad to see him branch down at least a little bit. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee, you know, Dracula Sauron. himself. Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> like we had different <laughs> touch points for who he is. Count Dooku, where, where do you want to go? Yeah. yeah, just amazing. I don't know where he was in his career at this point that he said yes to this, but uh, he, he definitely. Well, when, I, when I saw Spielberg, like letting himself be credited as the EP, I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure everybody was like, yes, I want in on this movie. <laughs> I would have uh, done it. Yeah, I mean, I still was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then a couple others um leonard malton as himself and hulk hogan as himself oh gosh that was like a weird moment hulk hogan <sighs> okay you guys listen up people pay good money to see this movie when they go out to a theater they want cold sodas hot popcorn and no monsters in the projection booth do i have to come up there myself do you think the grimsters can stand up to the hulkster well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. Uh, Saturday Night Live call out too. Julie, uh, Julia Sweeney has a small part in this as well. Yeah, she's the her? receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> He's sick. Others, including Howie Mandel, reprises his role as Gizmo. Uh, uh-huh. Frank Wal- Frank Walker, who does the, a lot of the voices in uh, old, old and new animation, uh, was the Mohawk Gremlin. Right. But my favorite was Tony Randall as uh, what they call the brain gremlin. Brain, just, yes. Just amazing. <laughs> did you did you have a favorite gremlin in this? Because there's lots to choose from. Oh, I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, I just kind of, I didn't have a specific favorite that stood out. I had a least favorite, which was like the lady gremlin. Oh, which no. is like 
<laughs> they just like stuck boobs and lips <laughs> on a gremlin. <laughs> and then there's like the weird scene where it's like she's like forcing herself on the human and at the end he's like, eh, I guess I'll like fuck this gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird note to end on but um <laughs> i heard I, and i assume it's true that uh that was improvised the little part where at the end the, the gremlin is coming on to him and he's scared and then uh-huh. the gremlin like smacks her lips or something and uh he kind of looks like hmm maybe and then he shrugs his shoulders <laughs> like okay uh that, that was once. that was improvised and he didn't think it was going to make it stay in because the director told him to stop that and, and <laughs> stop did other takes but, she uh, also looks like she looks like influencers now with like the big lips you know what i'm saying like she's like a a premonition of what's to come um but i liked the the crazy gremlin if i had to pick one like cross-eyed chaos gremlin really the the googly-eyed gremlin (laughs) yeah the one that is like like trying to drill his cavities at one point (laughs) or drill like into billy's face which is actually scary for me because the dentist is like my least favorite thing in the world. Favorite for me is the brain gremlin, but I also did like the bat gremlin, which uh, yes, put the perfect bat signal, which was, you know, right after that movie was at the, you know, came out. So it would have been a great reference at the time. I know and the movie was like a snapshot of like the zeitgeist of 1990, 1989, 1990. <laughs> you're right. We should do in all these, we should do like timestamps. Like what, how do we know when that movie was made? And that would definitely be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I loved when I did love the like the um, Phantom of the Opera reference where like they burn one gremlin's face just to put the Phantom of the Opera mask on. And then right. later there's a second Phantom of the Opera reference. <laughs> yeah, and the glee that the gremlins do all that with too is uh, amazing. <laughs> they really weren't that scary. Like in the first one, they were killing people and uh, this they were, but not, it was all kind of played for your laughs and comedy, I thought. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah. Also, a small cameo um, by John Aston, who was the original Gomez Adams, and <laughs> yes, uh, and it's full circle. So Sean Aston's dad. Yeah, I did not realize who Sean Aston's mom is. Do you know who Sean Aston's mom is? No. John Aston, or Gomez Adams, was married to Patty Duke, and their oh. son is Sean Aston. So wow, he's like pedigree, right? <laughs> Slash. No, I mean, not to knock any of his acting, but it's like probably had a little help getting in the getting in the audition room there. He earned it. <laughs> like, I will not sit by and let you besmirch <laughs> the name of Sean Astin. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they got to do what's right for them because it's their time, their time up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. It's a scariest moment. Um, I actually, when they were in the like control center, um, you know, and Billy's like, there's gremlins, like, which happens multiple times in the movies. Like, there's no way to sound sane when you're explaining gremlins to, <laughs> some- <laughs> to someone because <laughs> he's like right. trying to go over the rules and all the security guards are like, okay, whatever. And then one of the gremlins like jumps through the control panel and like attacks the security lady. And so, and I wasn't expecting it at all. And I actually jumped and got afraid 
<laughs> for a moment. <laughs> so they actually got me there. Um, what what I liked about so in a lot of horror movies, especially um, you know, ones where there's like something weird going on, they spend a lot of time where we don't yet know like what's happening something's happening and this person gets killed and then, oh that's odd or hey something right there's like a big part of a it's a, a trope in a lot of movies is just the build up to the danger now we're running from it because it's chasing us right there's a whole usually a point in movies where you don't believe the person who had the experience or that got attacked and you're yeah oh i'm sure it'll be fine let's keep doing the party let's go have sex right. in the cemetery we, yeah <laughs> Like that's reality huge, is continuing yeah yeah that's a huge trope but in this movie i think somebody said you know what we got a lot of grilling shit to get to so <laughs> they they start that and then like bam gremlin jumps out of the thing and yep. that, now it's like full gremlin it's on they're like we have a musical number to get to like there's no time <laughs> for subtlety the musical number i forgot <laughs> <laughs> and they had the card. Where did they get the cards that they flip over? <laughs> Is everybody here? Stop spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I wanna be a part of it. Yeah, that's funny you said that because I, at some point, because they, you know, at one point they're introducing like every kind of gremlin, right? There's like spider gremlin, back gremlin, and they're like in the different parts of the building. And I looked at Sam and I was like, where are they getting all these tiny outfits? Because <laughs> they all have like, you know, if one of them's like being a, a stock trader, he has like a little suit or like, <laughs> you know, they're all perfectly equipped for their, their new roles. That's funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, there is a Key and Peele sketch, somewhat famous, that talks about Gremlins too. Are you familiar with it? No, I, I watched all of Key and Peele, but it's been a long time. Uh, basically, they're brainstorming Gremlins 2, and then uh, someone comes in who is like, I'm the person that helps you punch up your sequel. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I want you guys, like, you know, they're coming up with ideas like, you know, maybe there's more Gremlins than there were in the first one. He's like, no, 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 no. Just like, what's your wildest idea? And the guy goes, um... Maybe there's like a lightning gremlin. <laughs> and he's like, I love that. That is in the movie. <laughs> Everything's getting greenlit. Yeah. They're going around just saying like these wild, ridiculous things. Like what if like in the middle of the movie, Hulk Hogan just like turns to the camera and talks to the people in the audience. <laughs> he's like, I love it. It's in the movie. <laughs> it's um, true. Anyway, it does it's... feel like that might've happened. <laughs> Could there be a female gremlin? Lipstick, boobies, bitch, you have me and little gremlin for JJ. I love it so much that it's not only in the movie, but it's definitely in the movie. There's no backseats on that one, no penny taxis. Yes, 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 in the movie, done! That's why we need a woman in the writer's room. Next. I don't know, a googly-eyed gremlin? But you do know, because you talking about a gremlin who's so purpose in this film, it's just that he looks stupid as fuck, yes. It can be in the movie, and it is in the movie. Done it. Uh, well, I did read that it was a good six years after the first Gremlins that this came out. Mm -hmm. And Joe Dante was given, like, carte blanche to do whatever he wanted to. And wow. so... Part of the wackiness is he just wanted to like do whatever. And they, um, because he had at that point had some success, uh, they they let him run with it. Uh, like Christopher Columbus and the other writer from the first film had no interest in following it up. I think they're producers on this one, but they, they didn't want to write it 
And so it was just Joe Dante's vision come to life. Wow. His mind, <laughs> his mind is a, is a chaotic place. Yeah. I'm looking back at my notes too. And I wrote down Canadian restaurant mimes, <laughs> just the amount of stuff that's in it, which, you know, I respect the ambition of the movie for sure. <laughs> the, the fact that at some point Leonard Malton is in the movie and in the film, he is giving a review of the first gremlins yes and they're like holding up the the vhs of it yeah so in the universe of gremlins gremlins is a film right i don't i don't quite understand it's like making my head spin this is like you know the multiverse somehow (laughs) right you have to suspend disbelief right now but yeah and they of course they attack him until he says it's a a great movie he gives it a good review (laughs) (laughs) i like to make up the story that the what happened in the town with the gremlins was so interesting that it spread and then someone made a film about that and that's what he's reviewing but right like it was this urban legend that became kind of in the culture i I believe that i think that's a i mean anything goes in this movie so i almost was like i was like the movie is so about the antics that all of the personal stuff felt like such a waste of time like i wanted (laughs) to care about billy and um what's her name bb cakes from tv kate's from fast times um and they did have moments like the story the monologue moment was great but like all of the like we we're gonna get married and i was like Ugh, blah 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 like, <laughs> like it's just kind of very that stuff was low stakes for me so you're right they were superfluous uh especially yeah. <laughs> they they had um the whole thing where he gets caught because he went out to dinner with his boss and then they never deal with it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it like didn't need it at all. Didn't need it at all. Just yeah. more gremlins, please. More gremlins. More, more gremlins. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? Do you think it got a higher critic score or a higher audience score? I know the answer to your question. Oh, you didn't know? Okay. But but because Sam and I, whenever we watch a movie, we guess. <laughs> and I th- I thought I was, I was guessing. I mean, I hadn't thought. I would have thought higher audience score because it seemed really to be playing to like, seemed like a movie of the people, right? Yeah. Like give people what they want. Um, But is that, that's not the case, is it? <laughs> no, it's uh, got a 71% uh, the tomato meter, which is the reviewers. And audience score is 57%. Oh, that's, yeah. Sam was reading me like, clips of the reviews and it was like the financial times it was like buckle up and have a blast i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i think again 1990 was a time maybe where you know we we expect a lot from our media now like it has to be good and on all levels right it can't just be like this is fun (laughs) i was surprised by how much the critics embraced gremlins too i was guessing in the 40s i think i i as I rewatched it, it didn't hold up as well as I it did in my memory. So I probably should have just not watched it. Well, but I do still appreciate a couple things about it. I appreciate the fact that they had, you know, a a great successful film, much beloved, mm-hmm. and uh, were willing to just go in a completely different direction. I think that was bold. They could have just done a carbon copy, which, you know, that was less than like a lot of sequels do, but they right. did something completely different. Um, and it was like a bananas 
Muppet show in my mind. The puppets, the puppetry was so good. I would forget. Sometimes I would, you know, like uh, the, the stop motion that they did with the bat gremlin. Right. It's not great. Right. But some of it, I would forget that it wasn't an actual gremlin that they right. hired to do it. Especially just, you know, as they were like the glee that they had with doing awful things, they would, you know, shoot somebody and then everybody would laugh. Everybody being the other gremlins. Right. Uh, like that was great, great characterization of those uh those creatures so i i still like it but how about you would you recommend this to somebody else yes i would i just because of all the things we're talking about i would i would couch it with like if you want to watch something that's like a crazy like cartoon snapshot of you know 1999 i mean 1990 culture do it i would i would join the financial times and saying buckle up maybe have like <laughs> you know a weed gummy and then watch it like i don't even know what would happen then <laughs> <laughs> Check it out one time, won't you? So uh, we need a rating system. So I'll I'll say on the candy rating system, I would give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it six candy corns, but mm-hmm. they're they're stuck together. Like it's a big oh, uh, big a glob of candy corns. A glob of candy corns. That's what okay. I'm give okay. It. That sounds accurate to me. Uh, how about you? So it's six out of ten. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm like I have to apply rules to this. I really want to get this right. I really want that car. Um, well, you just said it's a candy system, though. I don't know why I'm trying to complicate it. I think it's a like ring pop that's uh-huh. fallen on the carpet. Oh, okay. So if you if you rinse it off for like a solid minute, you have a ring pop, but it still like has fuzz on it. <laughs> that's my candy rating. All right, I love it. I love it. This is the end of side one of Movie Fight, Teen Witch vs. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Turn the record over for round two, or wait till tomorrow and download. You've been listening to Bosom Bloodies, a how-to Halloween podcast. CityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.